and you can talk about everything. People will listen. In Ukraine, that's a great, I don't know, wonderful, amazing personal trait. People know how to listen. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. To help Ukrainians, we need to break the stereotypes because Ukraine is not just a former Soviet country nor Chernobyl. The new generation of Ukrainians today have unlimited potential. This podcast is to break the stereotypes about Ukrainians and to show the greatness of Ukraine to the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. I couldn't return to Kyiv because of the pandemic, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 125 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics to the United Nations to interns at the Ukrainian parliament and at the Canadian parliament to top 1% students in Ukraine, but not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. So please support this podcast by sharing an Instagram story today and mention the page aziz.future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 100 in France and Switzerland, top 60 in the United Kingdom and Japan, top 50 in Germany and Canada, top 25 on Apple Russia, top 15 in Belarus, Poland and Australia, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, South Korea, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Sofia Shamanska. Sofia is 20 years old from Nova Kachovka, Kherson region. From 2018 to 2019, she was selected as a flex finalist in Minneapolis, 
Kansas. She also volunteered in Kayseri by the Erasmus Plus program. Sofia is now a student at the University of Wroclaw, studying business and administration. Because of the quarantine, she decided to stay in Ukraine. So she is now working as a customer care specialist at MMD Smart, a communications company. Sofia, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am great. And how are you? I'm great, fantastic, and looking forward to this. So I will begin with something really more about your heart. So Sophia, when you really want to feel alive, to feel happy, to enjoy the moment and the day, what kind of thing do you like to do that is really like your favorite special activity, passion, hobby, or thing to do? So that's a great question. Thank you. Um, I'm all about people. I love people. I think it's the most uh, beautiful thing in my life to be surrounded by great people. And I'd love to meet with my friends, with new people, to talk with them, to discuss uh, some news. Um, and also, I'd love to go to work because it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, the days when I have days off, I mean, like, I miss my job. And that is, like, something that I open to myself. Um, I'm really passionate about what I'm doing, about the community, and I really love it. If I'm meeting new people, if or if I'm at work, I feel that my day has been fulfilled with great emotions. Thank you. And just to make sure in a small way, does your job allow you to spend time with great people, meet new people and have a sense of community? Or is it more something else that is your favorite part about work? Everything. Basically, my job... uh gives me an opportunity to be surrounded by great people that inspire me. And also it gives me an opportunity to develop myself, to improve myself, uh, to get new knowledges. So both ways. Thank you. And you said inspire me. And you said developing yourself, surrounded by great people, sense of community, whether at work or with friends, etc. To make sure... What is the fundamental thing that makes you feel happiest? Is it being inspired? Is it connecting with people? Is it developing yourself, learning more? Is it not feeling alone, but feeling a sense of community? Or out of these wonderful things, of course, if there is one thing that stands out, what could this be? Things that make me happy, developing myself, for sure, because... Uh, it gives me more opportunity. It ex- opportunities. It expands my own horizons, and also to to be inspired. Because when you hear lots of stories from people, when you see their way of developing themselves, it makes you think, "Wow, I want to do the same," or "I want to do something similar." And also, one thing that is that you have not mentioned is that. Um, feeling that I bring something good into the community, into 
the society that I am in. Thank you. So what I heard is that it's in different ways, like an exchange where you feel you're adding value, bringing something positive and good to the community, to the great people you're surrounded by, to society, as well as get inspired by them through hearing other people's stories of developing themselves, which gives you optimism and motivation through learning from them and their backgrounds, which helps you to know new things and get new ideas, as well as seeing them as examples of people pushing themselves. So you push yourself out of your comfort zone. Is this a correct understanding? Yeah, that's a great understanding. Thank you. And Sophia, these days, these weeks, this period, what seems to be the thing that you think about often that is either something you're trying to improve, something you're trying to fix and a problem to solve, or maybe it's just something that is really important for you that you think about to understand more or to remember? Mm, wonderful question. And actually, I have a thing that I've been thinking for over a year that is really important to me. So that is education system in Ukraine, because I have a background in different countries. So I've graduated uh, from high school in Ukraine. I've completed my senior year, like U.S. senior year in the States. And I'm getting my bachelor degree in Poland. So I see pros and cons of Ukrainian education system. And there are many things that I want to improve. And also, on the contrary, there are many amazing things that other countries don't have. So yeah, educational system. And actually, I've started thinking about it about it because of the quarantine, because all of us went to remote studies, and it's been tough time for everybody, especially students, both uh, school students and university students. Thank you. And tell me more. Tell me more about the great things about the educational system in Ukraine that can inspire. And I love that word because it's meaningful to you in this exact way and exact meaning based on your definition. So how can the educational system of Ukraine be a positive inspiration to other educational systems? And how, what about other educational systems should be an inspiration for the evolution of the educational system in Ukraine? Okay, that's a deep question. So, uh, Ukrainian school, for example, education, um, as for me, it was 11 years. And these 11 years were amazing from all perspectives. Um, I had amazing teachers that inspired me, that brought me, uh, that brought the best into me. Uh, they taught me not just school subjects, but many life lessons. And that's the thing that that exists in Ukraine. In the U.S., it's a little bit different in Poland as well. But in Ukraine, I had a deep connection between me and between my teachers. And I really appreciate it. That's also part of the education system. And that's as well part of... Uh, 
who we are, Ukrainians. Also, really love that we have many subjects at school. We have different ways of developing ourselves since we are kids, and that's something really good. Also, our education system built in that way that you have many choices to choose what you like, what you love, and what is not your thing. So, but there are of course some things that has to be improved. For example, we are overwhelmed by so many subject subjects. So as it a pros that is in the in the same time con because um when you have thirteen subjects, it's really hard to focus on something. So I believe that it has to be some sort of um levels of the subjects like in the US for example so for example if you love math you may choose um upper level of math but if you don't like history you may choose the basic level of history in order not to be uh, in order not to spend so much time on the subjects that you understand is not cup of your tea thank you and what i heard so please correct me if this is wrong is that the educational system in Ukraine has many great things, including inspiring teachers who not only teach you about the subject, but about life and share wisdom, as well as a variety of topics and subjects so that people can explore everything and figure out what is for them that will be the right thing to pursue and what is less interesting for them. But this is also a gift and a curse where people can be chasing 13 rabbits so they catch none, where there are too many things to focus on, so people don't focus on everything. And what you suggested as a good solution is to have levels for each subject where people, if they love a subject, they can go deeper and get higher levels or uh, 201, 301 of that subject, while topics and subjects that are less innerly and personally interesting to them they can choose a basic level have less of a workload in that subject and therefore they can balance their own workload and their learning and develop themselves following their curiosity and talent and interests is this correct yes that's absolutely correct that's exactly what i mean thank you and three times you have mentioned developing myself or developing themselves, and you mentioned great people. So these two words, although totally different, seem to be meaningful to you. If you are to define what is to you the meaning of great people, I'm not saying that not great people are bad, but that means a specific kind of person. So what is great people to you? And what do you really mean with developing yourself? Okay, so great person is to me is a person that is open-minded, easygoing, ready to share its experience and background as well as its knowledges. The great person always finds a way to improve itself, to develop itself. Also, this person has some deep knowledges in 
some fields of life or of subjects, it doesn't actually matter. And also, this person, I feel that I like this person, you know, like when you feel that sort of connection, you look at the person and you think, wow, you're like, you're great, you're amazing. So I believe that each of us is amazing, is a great person, but I don't have that feeling with everybody. And when I see that person, I think you are great. Thank you. And to summarize before you speak about development, so four things define a great person. Someone who has deep knowledge or wisdom about life or a topic, and they're open-minded, are proactive and willing to share their knowledge, insights, and also to learn from others. And they're always developing themselves. So they look for the next level for improvement. And when you see this person or you hear this person, you feel a sense of connection with them that is not something that can be explained. It's like something in you connects with them at a level that makes you think and say, wow, I like this person. And with other people, you don't have that kind of uh, feeling, emotion, connection, etc. Is this correct? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Now tell me about how developing yourself or this great person is developing themselves, which inspires you, of course. But to you, what is the right way to develop oneself? What is maybe the wrong way? And I don't say it in a negative, but sometimes people might develop themselves based on what others tell them or society or expectation rather than their heart. And therefore, it's not really their own self-development. It's an image that they try to live to, which is not happy, not realistic, and not interesting. But that is my own thought. Yours, what is the right way to develop oneself? I would start with there is no right way to develop yourself. That's something that you have to follow your heart. Um, you have to have that strong feeling. I want to do this. And I, in order to achieve it, I need to do this, this, and this. So that's basically taking steps to better yourself, such as learning new skills or overcoming some experience, some hurtful experience. That's also the examples are that person wants to change its life completely and he starts doing it. No hesitation. I just want to do it. I feel passionate about it and I want to achieve that. So self-development is following your heart and doing everything that it takes in order to get it done, in order to achieve it. Thank you. So it's about listening, if I understood correctly, to our inner emotions. And there will be a desire and a true emotion and drive to develop ourselves in a specific way, whether it's improving something or overcoming a trauma. And then we think about the plan or the steps to get there and without hesitation and with bravery and courage, moving forward in that direction 
filled with inspiration, motivation, and energy in order to become better and to improve in the way that our emotions and heart tell us is the correct path. Is this right? Yes, but I also would like to add that it's not just um, about changing or following the emotion. It's also developing in the field that you're already passionate about. So that's like an unstoppable process. Uh, A desire to be the best one, a desire to bring the best into the community. So yeah, that's just an unstoppable process of learning and uh, getting your knowledges. Interesting. So when was in your childhood or in your teenage years the moment that you fell in love with becoming the best version of yourself and of adding maximum value and good things to the community because often children don't have naturally that maybe you do and you did but was there an experience that have put this this belief into your mind and has made you fall in love with becoming better with constantly improving or as the japanese call it kaizen or and with adding more and more value and being valuable to the community you're part of i think i can divide this question into two parts into two periods of my life so the first one is the moment when i started to develop myself constantly uh, that is actually connected to flex program i became flex finalist um, from the third attempt uh, the first two were unsuccessful and that was the moment when i was like okay i really want it i want to get this experience uh, i want to see the world so i have to do something uh, i knew what flex program like expect me to do kind of in general understanding i started learning english uh i started to communicate more with flex alumnus um i started uh joining some english clubs i also started um be interested in uh volunteering like as a part of american society because basically hosting a kid is uh volunteering so i started to develop myself in this way and that was the moment when i felt passionate about it i understood that i really want it and i want to do everything that it takes to to achieve it and the second part of your question about like bringing uh the best into the society so uh, that happened to me in the us basically volunteering experience that is an integral part of a flex program you have to complete minimum uh, 60 hours of volunteer and i started to be a volunteer in community theater in the thrift store um, at junior school and i got this thing that when you bring something into the society you have a feedback People appreciate your work, and that's really nice thing to do something, not because you get paid, but because of a simple thank you. I appreciate it. And after 
after I came back from the U.S., I spent like uh, seven days in Ukraine. I uh, haven't seen my family almost for a year, and I went to Turkey, to Kayseri, to be a volunteer in university. So I felt that it's necessary for me, that as long as I have free time, uh, I want to help people to expand their horizons as well, to exchange some knowledge as volunteering is also about exchanging um, of knowledges, of emotions, of everything. So yeah, but it everything has to do with Flex. Flex um, made some great changes in my life. Thank you. And what I heard is this. You were unsuccessful twice in trying to have the Flex experience. So you thought, how can I improve myself to be the logical and natural good choice to be a Flex finalist? And therefore, you focus on improving yourself and becoming the best you can be, whether by learning English and other things. And then you succeeded on the third try. And as part of Flex, you're required to have a minimum of 60 volunteering hours. And when you did that and then received pos positive feedback in terms of thank you rather than money, that was such a blessing to your heart and really an enjoyable experience. So you fell in love with it. And then when you returned to Ukraine within seven days, you decided to go to Turkey to volunteer at the Erasmus Plus and also add to your love of volunteering the fact not only that you receive a thank you, but there is an exchange of energy, exchange of knowledge, helping people open their minds and learning from people's experiences and stories to inspire yourself. And that was the whole thing that changed your attitude, mindset, and perspective. Is this correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. But the only one thing I want to add is that the decision uh, to go to Turkey was made before I uh, came back to Ukraine. Basically, according to Erasmus Plus program, you have to go through the selection process because it's also some sort of scholarship. Uh, they cover all your expenses during the uh, volunteer project. So, yeah. That was just a coincidence that uh, I came back to Ukraine. I was selected in April. In the end of May, I came back to Ukraine. And in the first days of June, I went to Turkey. So, yeah. But the decision was made while I was in the U.S. Thank you. And do you consider yourself now a highly productive girl? Are, is your schedule packed and you're always doing things to improve yourself and add value to the community? Or do you think you're more of the balanced type? Okay, I'm not definitely a balanced type. Uh, I have like a um, pretty packed uh, schedule. I either at work or is studying at home. Um, but I would like to have a balance because it's really important. But for now, my schedule is pretty packed, so it's nearly impossible uh, to see my friends and all that stuff because I have lots of stuff to do. Thank you. And I believe there needs to be periods in people's lives 
when they're imbalanced, both to learn the value and of balance and appreciate the times when they will have balance and also to create momentum. Well, you as a girl with a packed schedule, what is your perspective on productivity and what tips would you give to people who are inspired maybe by your story or any other in order to become imbalanced temporarily and to achieve more? What would be your best advice for that? And then later we'll speak more about balance because it cannot, it's not sane to be imbalanced forever. But for now, if people want to be imbalanced, what is your best advice for maximum productivity? And to you, what is the secret of productivity? And a small guess, I will say, you will say it's intrinsic motivation, but add more as well, like techniques, ways to schedule the day, etc. Um, I believe that productivity, we do something basically, either because we have to do it or we love it. And the best way to be productive is to be passionate about what you are doing. Find something that you love, that you will want to do even if you wake up at night. Because, I mean, like, when you're passionate about something, if you even if you face some sort of problems, you'll not say like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. You'll overcome it and do your best. Find something you're passionate about and the imbalanced, uh, and the imbalance basically will come into your life. Because when you love something, it's like naturally comes. Thank you. And now let's imagine in an alternate universe, you have 30 hours in the day and maximum 24 have to be productive and the rest really have to be about balance about feeling good about self-love and self-care what would be to you in this theoretical universe would be the best way to use those hours to take care of yourself to feel good every day as part of your schedule what would be three things that either you do and you know you love, or you'd like to start and explore that will give you balance in your life? The first thing is to spend more time with my family because uh, we don't spend much time together and I feel that this part of my life is missed for now, but I'm trying to to fix it. The second thing would be um, traveling traveling more I don't know to another part of the city or to another city or even though to another country because traveling makes you it makes you expanding your own horizons you meet new people etc etc so and the last thing would be sleep more sleep more hours of this uh, period. So yeah, I would sleep more. I like that. So those are very good from the very lazy sleeping 10 hours more or whatever <laughs> to the medium and really wonderful time with your family to even an activity where you're still being productive. So the productive girl in you is very <laughs> persistent. You want to travel more to expand your horizons and learn from people and meet new people. 
but to focus specifically. This is the third time now you said expand your horizons. Explain this in detail. What does it mean to expand your horizons? Because you're using this with emotions and it's the exact words that you said. It means the definition has meaning for you. So if you were to write in the dictionary of Sophia, your own definition of expanding your horizons, what would you say? I would say that due to our backgrounds, um, we have different views on life. We have different understanding of many, many things. And um, traveling, meeting new people, uh, reading even books, it helps us to get over the stereotypes, to understand different cultures, to understand people and their customs. So you become you become more freely person. You have different perspectives on the same things. So you can think, okay, so this situation Two years ago, I would do this, but now I have this perspective. Oh, I can do like this. So that is expanding your own horizons. Uh, when you can understand things, understand from different perspectives, not to be strict, not to be stereotyped, um, to be free. I like that. And did you know that that is the definition of wisdom? is to have different perspectives on something rather than one or two. And the more perspectives you have, or the more lenses you see the world and the experience through, the more wisdom you have. And you can even call yourself a philosopher, because if you look at linguistics, a philosopher means a lover of wisdom. The person who loves having different perspectives and more perspectives and therefore, Sophia is right in her own dictionary, and she's a philosopher too. <laughs> so that's really cool. And to speak about time with family, because that is totally a different topic. Even meeting new great people for you is about learning, is about improving, developing, being inspired, which is a productive thing. I imagine that time with your family is more emotional, more about bonding and love, etc. What is your favorite or one of your favorite acti activities to spend quality, meaningful time with your family? Okay, that's a deep question. First of all, because I consider that I have two families in the US and in Ukraine. But if we are talking about uh, Ukrainian family, talking, discussing our lives, discussing past uh, days, weeks, uh, playing games together, sharing our emotions, um, being connected, even hugs. I mean, like, I have a little brother, and when he hugs me, I feel truly blessed uh, because I have him in my life. Yeah, and I really love to go, Novakohovka is located on the river, Dnipro River, and I really love to go there with my family to see it on the, some sort of beach and just talk, 
talk, talk, and talk. And at this point of time, I'm not available um, to anybody. I'm just with my family. Thank you. So it's disconnecting from the world and connecting with your family in a place that gives you good emotions and talk, talk, talk. Is this correct? Yeah, talk, I mean, like, yeah, like sharing, because family is probably, I can consider it as a place where I can come and I can make like, okay, now I can, I can take a press. Now I can just be myself, not to run anywhere. So just uh, to spend time with people I really love. To not run anywhere and spend time with people who you love. And this is a perfect segue, since we're at a deep moment, to say this and ask you this question. If you'd listen to your heart or to the, your best self that wishes to share some piece of advice or a lesson with the listeners, maybe it's related to what we spoke about or totally unrelated, but that the world needs to hear, what would you say? I would say that we have, of course, to have our lives, jobs, uh, social life, etc., etc. But the only thing we don't have to be greedy on is time to our family. Because they were not greedy on their time when we needed it. And that's some sort of um, appreciation. It That's like some sort of feedback. That you say, okay, I do have my own life. I do have lots of things going on, lots of problems, etc., etc. But I'm here now, and I want to be here with you. Thank you. That's absolutely gold, a golden piece of advice. And I don't even want to end because you're fascinated with people, with learning about them. And you have experienced people from different backgrounds. So I have to ask, how are people different when you compare people from the U.S., maybe Turkey, Poland, Ukraine, as in Kiev and other parts, and from small places like your town near Kherson? How is the personality, the way of being, the energy and attitude of those people similar or different and so the world the people can imagine and understand ukrainians even better okay <laughs> that's a great and a very deep question okay i would like to start with turkish people i love them they're like completely amazing so they're very emotional you know they um emotional in a positive way they're very friendly they smile all the time they're very welcoming uh when it came to turkey i knew no one and they were like okay well i'm welcoming you we are going to help you no problems and i mean like there was everybody even on the streets and that's amazing i love turkey about it even though that was not a touristic part of turkey so yeah, so Turkish people, I would say they're very welcoming and very emotional in a very positive way. About the US, I would say these people, they don't expect anything back. Because, for example, my host family, they hosted me and they didn't expect anything back. They were just giving me love 
that they were taking care of me. They were very supportive and they were not greedy on their stories and the sharing their emotions. And that's some sort of a good personal trait, not to expect anything back. Because if you give something good, you don't have to expect anything back. Because you give it because you want to give it. Uh, I also would say that it's harder with them to build uh, that strong social or personal bond than with Ukrainian people, for example. Uh, that's just part of their personalities, I guess. So they are mm, they're keeping distance. It's not bad or it's not good, that's just what it is. I'm talking about friendship, not about family. Family is completely different thing. Um, but yeah, even not just my family, my friends in the US, they also, they were giving me rights, not expecting anything back. So I would describe them as people that love to share. And uh, going back to Ukraine, to my motherland, I would say that people are supportive. Sometimes. Uh, we all need support. We all need to be heard, to share our thoughts. And our people, Ukrainians, they're always ready to listen. I, I don't know why, but you may meet a random stranger. He or she will say that you're sad. And you can talk about everything. People will listen. In Ukraine, that's a great, I don't know, wonderful, amazing personal trait. People know how to listen. And because they're listening, they can support. And sometimes that's the only one thing that we all need support. Not love, not money, anything, just support. Thank you. And Poland, do you have anything to say? Yes, Poland, of course. Um, Poland is kind of similar to Ukraine in some ways, but I would say that they are very helpful. I mean, I'm talking about from the perspective of a student in Poland, but I didn't know the city when it came. My Polish was not very good, and it's still not. So, and people were gladly helping me around. Also, that I can say they are they obey their customs so that's the thing that i saw because in poland for example on sunday everything is closed i mean like shops or uh, some other things uh because of the religion customs so and yeah polish people are the people that obey traditions and i think it's a very good thing because uh also sunday for them is a time for family and i guess they by traditions, they uh, made the priority that Sunday is for family, and I really love it. I think that's something that other countries don't have, and they're missing it. That is why people feel that family is missed in their life, because they don't have this tradition. Thank you. It sounds great. So if you were to develop yourself, you'll be emotional and friendly like Turkish people helpful and value family like polish people you'll be giving with your stories and knowledge like american people but get intimate more closer like the 
Ukrainian people and listen and support people when they need. And that will be in many ways facets of you and of a great person that you will love to be around. Is this correct? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And, you know, I keep thinking that I'm actually surrounded by this kind of people. Wonderful. And if people want to follow you, to communicate with you, to know more about you, what is the best social media or website or way to connect with you? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. Instagram is a great way to communicate. I surely will respond to everybody uh, who wants to communicate, who wants to reach out with me. So they're welcome. Thank you. It was a privilege, an honor, and a pleasure, Sophia. And I wish you a brilliant day. Thank you. I wish you a great day too. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be a guest.